Hey everyone, welcome back to the Westbridge Church Podcast. To learn more about Westbridge Church, including our service times, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com. This week's message comes from Pastor John McDougall, and we hope it encourages you to take your next step in your faith journey. Good morning, church family. Hope you're doing well today. Quick question, is anyone tired and weary this morning? Anyone feeling a bit tired and weary? It's two words that really unfortunately describe the human condition. Even the the most energetic of us, the most youthful of us, at some point, hit that wall, tired and weary. And it raises the question, why did God wire us with limits? You think about it. And, and it's how he made it, made us, isn't it? Where really in every category that you can pick in terms of our existence, we hit a limit. You think about um, physically, mentally, socially, uh, emotionally, spiritually. The categories of time. We, we only have so many minutes in a day, so many hours that we can stay awake, so many days that we can stay alive, and so we... We hustle and we maximize the minutes and try to manage our time to get it all in. Think about work limits. And we have jobs to do and opportunities to co-create with God. And yet there's a limit to what we can do, our work, our, our um, creativity. And so we hustle, 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 but we at some point hit the limit. Think about energy limits. We have a limited supply of get up and go get them. And so we boost it with another cup of coffee. Another cup of coffee. So we can keep on. Then think about knowledge limits. And we, the, the ability to absorb knowledge and learn and grow. It's just one of the... It's a, when we get that, it's like, oh, this is awesome. But as much as we know and as much as we learn and we keep learning, there's always more to know, isn't there? And you, you, uh, you say, okay, when we hit our limit, what is it that we fill? We have all these limits... When we hit a limit, what is the emotion that we feel? And it is, or the, the overall experience, it's tired and weary. So the next question is, does anyone enjoy feeling tired and weary? Do you enjoy that sensation of bumping, head bumping into a limit and you're at your max and you're feeling tired and weary? I will, I'll be the first to say a quick no. I hate that sensation. And so I've spent much of my life trying to blow through my limits and and push the limits. And there is a a healthy side to this when we do it for God's glory and the good of others where we steward our resources, maximize our resources. And there's a a fun side to coming to the challenges that we face and the limits and pushing those things. But does it bother you that as a human we will always always, always, in every category, hit a limit that leaves us tired and weary. And what I found, and perhaps you found in your life as well, that moment of limit, or tired and weary, is a dangerous place in the spiritual realm. It's often at that moment of tired and weary that that temptations become especially luring to us. Uh, fear, anxiety, I, I don't have enough. 
to face this challenge. Um, despair, we begin to question when our resources to meet a challenge are not there in and of ourselves. And, and it's a dangerous place, this place of limit, tired and weary. And so I was thinking about our um, gathering today and just knowing what some of us have gone through this past week. And I know many of us probably are at that point this morning. Are you at a point where you are hitting a limit in some category, tired and weary? Moments that leave us maybe leaving you struggling even this morning with some doubt or some despair or how do you get through these moments? How do we process through these moments? And the gift that God gives us in his word this morning is a precious one where he equips us through the prophet Isaiah to actually come to our moment of limit, tired and weary moments, and turn those moments into worship moments. And it's a, a truth that's familiar, but we're going to look at it. He, he points us to his creation as the first step and then gives us three truths to claim by faith and to live on when we face our limits and our tired and weary moments. So uh, the, the text is Isaiah chapter 40. We'll pick it up in the second part of the, the, this chapter. God has been speaking through the prophet Isaiah to his people Israel. When they read this text, it's a message that they'll read during the exile when they're out of their home country and in Babylon. God here is reminding them of, of uh, his promise, his presence, his power that's available to them. And we'll pick it up there in verse 25 where we see the first truth that helps us in our own tired and weary moments. As a nation, they are tired and weary. And he says this, and this is uh, God speaking, to whom will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He brings out the stars, the starry host, one by one, and calls forth each of them by name. Interesting that he's, um, the focus here is on the details. He's calling out stars one by one, knowing their name. It says, because of his great strength, his, his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? And why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. The first truth we see in this text is, is this, look up and know that he sees you. Here in this text, God calls us again to look to his stars, look to his heavens and what he's created, similar to last week. But the emphasis that he, he, he has is different, or the message he wants us to hear this week is different. And it's where last week it was his grandeur and his power. This week it's, hey, look at what I've done and the, the uh, intimacy with which I handle my creation and know that I see you. I'm big enough to know your name, to make sure that, that the details of your life are, are um, in line with, with my will. Each one of these stars, I call them by name. I know them. I bring them out each night. I can care for your life. As you look at Israel in the question that, that uh, in, there in verse 27, he says, why do you complain? And the word he uses, the verb there is um, continual complaining. So the nation was just constantly saying, God, where are you? They're feeling forgotten, aren't they? They're feeling like, okay, has God disregarded our, our cause? Has he gone to sleep on our lives? And maybe today... Or often it's at that point of limit or tired and weary. We begin to wonder, God, where are you in my situation? And it feels like I've been forgotten. And maybe it's a hard circumstance or 
just a, uh, the doubt that's, that's swirling around us and we're not making sense of our life. Things are not going as we had mapped them out to go in, a, in our job or in a relationship or in a, a health situation or a, a dream that we may have had. And we wonder, God, where are you in my circumstance? And what God is inviting us to do here first is to look up, um, step outside again as we did last week, see the stars, know that he cares for his universe, he's caring for us, he sees us. I've got you. The second truth we see in verse 28 where he says, again, questions, do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. Verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And so what do you do when you grow tired and weary? The first truth is to look up and know that he sees you. But second, in this text, the truth is look up and know that he is able to sustain you. Love it what God is doing here in that he's calling us back to just core foundational truth. This is bedrock truth upon which we live. And he's saying, remember who I am. Remember, I am infinitely above you in every category, limitless in resource. And what's neat is, not only is he limitless in his resources, he is generous in the distribution of the resources. Notice the core truth there in verse 28 where he says, okay, this is who I am. And and he outlines four categories of God's resources, his limitless supply. The first is time. The Lord is the everlasting God. And so it's that idea of he has no limit as to, um, or, or, or no restrictions as to time. Our God is, is everlasting. He is outside of time. He dwells outside of that dimension. And therefore, we can take great confidence. And most of our, a lot of our troubles come out of time, right? And, and how are we going to get it done by this time? And the timing of life. And God is reminding us, you can trust me all the time. My, my time... Timing is perfect in every circumstance. He, is, he exists in the eternal present. The second uh, characteristic there is his creative power. It says, he says, uh, he is the creator of the ends of the earth. So that's matter, all that exists, all that we know in the material world. He made it and he continues to, to make it. So there is no limit to his creative power or his managing of what's already made and then the the next category there is energy it says he will not grow tired or weary he is always at a hundred percent our god never runs low on on battery and there's never a need to refuel he is perpetually energized and gives energy to all that exists never needs to take a nap and then the fourth category is his knowledge his understanding no one can fathom his knowledge is beyond measure. And sometimes this disturbs us a little bit in that we can't understand fully God. But he says, you will never fully understand me. <laughs> and there will never be a, a moment of our existence when there's not mystery, a cloud of mystery around certain ways that God acts. We, we just He is beyond us. His knowledge beyond measure. It's limitless. We say, okay, this is good. But what does it mean for my situation today? As I bump into to my limit, as I struggle with my tired and weary, 
I understand he's limitless in his supply, and, and here God is just reminding us, I have all the, the supply that you need. But verse 29 breaks into this scene. God, in, in this uh, description, can become like, okay, he is so above us. But verse 29 breaks like a, a sunrise of hope. As all this limitless supply we see um, comes from a generous giver. Verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Not only is our God limitless in his supply, but he is generous in the distribution of, of his resources to those who are weak and those who are weary. Frederick Bick, uh, Brickner describes God's, God's empowering grace this way. He said, it's like a gentle voice that says, here is the world. Terrible and beautiful things will happen, but don't be afraid, for I am with you. And you know, we will hit those limits in our lives. We will be tired and weary, but that uh, he promises, I will be with you and I have all that you need. But that brings us to really the question of the day. If he is limitless in his supply, generous in his distribution, how do we access the power of God when we hit our limits, when we are, are at our tired and weary moments? And the answer to that is found in verses 29 through 31, where he says, again, he gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. Interesting, he comes back to the reality that all of us are going to hit a limit. And even youths, our high school students, young people who just have all the energy in the world, at some point hit the wall. They, bump, they, they, they have their moment of tired and weary. But those, but those, but those. I love that, those two words, and uh, that's the two words to circle. And there's a, this is who we want to be, right, out of this text. But those, this is the hope that God gives us, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The third truth that God gives us. So we come to our tired and weary moments. He invites us to look up and know that he sees us, to look up and know that he is able to sustain us. But then this third truth is, he renews the strength of those who put their hope in him. But those, there is a category of human who have discovered the access point to the strength that God provides, a supernatural strength to give us everything we need to accomplish everything that he's called us to accomplish. You say, okay, what, what is the access point? We see it here in the text. It's hope. It's putting our hope in him. What's it mean to put our hope in him? It's, it's relying fully, it's confident expectation that he will provide everything that I need for this moment in time. And it's saying, my hope is not in my abilities, my strength, my wisdom, my uh, resources, but my hope is in you and you alone, Lord. We've defined hope in other uh, messages as hope is faith looking forward, and I love that. It's faith as it looks out in, into what's coming and as the mountains Rise up among, before us the challenges of life. It's saying, I know that God will help me through that. Don't see how, but I trust him to be the one who will resource me through that. And the promise that we have in this text, the truth that we claim. And I know often it, when we're in these situations, when we're tired and weary, we don't feel this. 
<laughs> but we don't live by our feelings, do we? We live by faith. And this is the walk of faith. We come to that limit. We come to that tired and weary moment. And we say, Lord, my hope is in you. I trust you. And we carry on for him. And what does he do in those moments? He infuses. He promises, I will give you strength. I will renew your strength. And we taste the joy of living in dependence on him. This truth leads us to a life-shaping question. And this is really the, the question of the day. Am I going to live by faith in my limited resources or in my limit, limitless God? Am I going to live by faith in my limited resources or in my limitless God? Now, the thing that where the rub comes, we can't live by faith in our own resources up to a point, can't we? I picture this graph where you have all of our like all of our resources over here and they all go over here and then the problem is they all have a limit. And then you have God's limitless resources that just run off the graph. But the temptation in life is to put my hope in my limited resources. Now, this is hard because we are called to be good stewards and develop and grow and, and we do in a practical way rely on these things. But ultimately, where is my ultimate hope? And it is not in my resources, but in his limitless supply. As long as I'm putting my hope in my strength, abilities, wisdom, tired and weary is a dangerous place to be. Tired and weary, the, uh, it becomes a place that, that can be full of despair, as I mentioned earlier, and doubt and anxiety and temptations grow in their strength when, when we are in that place and relying on our own abilities. But here's the paradigm shift that this truth leads us to today. And this is so neat. When my faith and my hope is in him, tired and weary actually becomes, or the limit actually becomes a unique opportunity to worship our Lord. As we pray, my hope is in you. He brings, uh, provides his strength and, uh, and we carry on by faith. So here's a question. Why did God create us with limits? Have you ever wondered that? Granted, the fall, I think, increases the, the tiredness and weariness of our life. But, but limits were pre-fall. He, he created us with these limits before the uh, Adam and Eve ate the fruit. So why did he do this? Why did God design us to become tired and weary? And here are some, some thoughts. What if bumping into our limit is a sanity-restoring truth that's like spraying weed be gone on the pride that is ever sprouting up in our soul? What if God des designed our limit to be a daily reminder that we are not sovereign, that we need Him, and to protect us from pride? What if the despair and frustration I feel when I bump into my limit is actually an indicator of misplaced faith and hope? What if tired and weary is a gift protecting us from our, our tendency and subtle desire to want to live independently from Him? What if tired and weary is an invitation to intimacy? Where it's a, a chance that God gives us just to fall back on Him and, and enter into the joy of living close to Him through this limit. This week, we were, or this Tuesday, we celebrate our daughter Jessie's birthday, and it's a, uh, one of those chances as a family that, 
that you just look back on this person's life that you love and treasure and celebrate the seasons. And I was thinking back to when um, one of the, and every season in life is good, isn't it? It has its joys, it has its challenges. But as a dad, one of my favorite seasons for Jess when, was when she was so young that she often needed my help to carry her. And so you're walking back from the park and she's like, dad, can you carry me? And it was just the delight to put her up on my shoulders and, and carry her home. Or coming home from a long day doing something fun and she falls asleep in the car. And was just, I remember the delight of, of picking her up in the back seat and carrying her to her room and tucking her in. And, and sometimes I think she was, she was uh, playing possum just to get that carry. But I went right along with it. I loved it. <laughs> and then I think about our father and just this, uh, his delight. Psalm 147, 11 says, God delights in those who put their hope in him. What brings joy to our father's heart? And it's those moments that we just lean back in, in his arms and I've got nothing else left. I'm tired and weary. I need you. And he picks us up, carries us. And there's a, a, an intimacy there that, that's precious. When you're tired and weary, the one with limitless strength and limitless love is saying, I'm here for you. Rest in me. Trust in me. Put your hope in me. And you know, there are times in Scripture that I think God doesn't want us just to know a truth. He wants us to see it, feel it, and then dance in it. And I believe this is one of those truths. As you look at the the way that he describes those who he strengthens, those who put their hope in him. He says, they will soar on wings like eagles. Isn't that a great picture? Going from tired, weary, think about you at your wall where you're bonking, to soaring on wings like an eagle. And just that, that picture of just, rocketing through the sky, effortless. They will run and not grow weary. And I think he's drawing the picture of enduring grit, the ability to face a challenge and, and run through it with endurance. And then they will walk and not be faint. And this is the picture of walking is just that daily grind of daily grace. And, you know, step by step by step. He's with us every step, ups, downs, Every step, what a gift to go from tired to weary to everything I need. Soaring like an eagle, running, finishing that race, walking through it all. But those who hope in the Lord, but those, but those, but those. A new category of human, but those. And it it draws me to, do you want to be one of those today? I I know I do, and may may that be our, our walk this week. So what is God trying to communicate through these, these pictures? When we put our hope in Him and He provides strength, He is generous. He is generous. Love the picture of the eagle. It's, he didn't say, those who hope in me will be like a chicken who will flap their wings and get two feet off the ground. <laughs> no, He is generous. He will give us the strength that we need and even to soar. But it's not our strength. It's His strength flowing through us. He renews our strength so that uh, we run and we don't grow weary. Picture the marathon and the runner. And it's not that we're bonking at mile 20 or we, we almost finished the race, but that we can run this race that he mapped out for us. He is generous in giving strength. And then he renews your strength day by day by day. There will not be a step that you take where his strength is not available. You as a dearly loved child of the Most High God are one prayer away. My hope is in you, Lord. Help me to receiving that supernatural strength. 
And so what's it look like for us to live this out this coming week? And this is where it gets exciting. So this week, we are all going to hit our limits. Tired and weary is where we'll be. But with this truth, there's a paradigm shift that that is so neat. No longer are our limits a place of frustration and a place of anxiety and a place of despair, question, doubting. When we hit the limit, we have a new reflex based on this truth. We declare my limit is a worship opportunity. This limit is just a reminder that I am not God, but I know God and God is enough. And so in this limit, I have one prayer. My hope is in you. My hope is in you. My hope is in you. I look up. Remember, he sees me. I look up and remember, he is able to sustain me. And then I remember this truth that invites me to put my hope in him. And when I do, he is faithful. Isn't that neat what this does? I think in our uh, pursuit of humility this year, this text this week, I didn't see this coming in terms of uh, limits. And, and I know I have struggled with limits and, and Lord, why did you give me these? And why did you give us these? And Lo and behold, (laughs) limits are God's gift to lead us into intimacy with him, protect us from pride, develop in us humility, and lead us into worship as we celebrate his sufficiency. I wish we could go around the room and share all the moments that God has been faithful to this. And as I was thinking through our church family, and even this morning, some of you I know going through tough times, how many times have you hit your limit and then prayed, Lord, help and I need you and my hope is in you and he gives you that strength it's um, even while feeling weak he provides he is faithful isn't he today you may be thinking but um, I don't have a relationship with God how do I access this hope and we know Jesus um, the, the cross is really the access point to coming into a relationship with God where we can we are reconciled to God or or uh, The war that we started because of our sin is put to an end through what Christ did for us on the cross. And if you have not trusted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, and it's a trust where you you bank your life on what he did for us on the cross, taking our sin upon himself, dying in our place so that through faith we can be forgiven, but then following him as Lord and uh, trusting him as, as king of our heart, king of our life. If you haven't done that, that... His invitation is open to you today to do that. But for the rest of us, the calling today is to put our hope in Him. When we hit our limits, turn those moments into worship moments. And so as we go to prayer, I invite you just to take a moment and in your own words, just to express, Lord, my hope is in you. My hope is in you. Father, we thank you for your word to us today. And as uh, Isaiah writes in another place, we thank you that your word does not return void, that when it hits our heart, like the rain that's falling this morning, that it, it does what you want it to do. And so we just pray this familiar truth would fall afresh on our hearts. God, I pray that it would just bring life bring strength, bring peace, bring hope, bring joy. Help us to live in it this week. Help us to walk by faith in you.
We thank you for the hope that we have. Thank you for sustaining us. You have been so, so good. And this morning we just pray again. Our hope is in you. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk and believe it would be helpful for others, please be sure to subscribe or share. To experience other messages or find helpful resources, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com.